the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Please, hold the applause. Yeah, seriously, no clapping, uh, please. Uh, We try to keep the clapping to a minimum here in the studio because it might trigger anxiety in our uh, some of the people in our huge studio audience. You may have noticed the whole time of doing this show, there's never been any applause because, you know, we don't want to trigger anybody's anxiety. Uh, but that's uh, that, that's what's happening now. You know, it was a while back we told you about, um, uh, I think it was uh, Manchester University over there in good old England, jolly old England. Well, now the University of Oxford has voted to put an end to clapping, it says here. Instead of putting hands together to celebrate something, students are now being encouraged to pull them apart, throw them in the air. That's what our studio audience is doing right now. And uh, do what's called jazz hands when celebrants shake their hands in the air. That's according to Metro. Oxford, uh, as it says here, isn't the only institute of higher learning to silence claps. As I said, the University of Manchester passed a similar rule last year. Uh, the Telegraph reported that, and Manchester added the suggestion to the inclusion training for new students, according to this. So the new students, when they came in, you're going to Manchester, which I think is a pretty good school. Oxford, I know, that's where they have the, like, the Rhodes Scholarship and all that stuff. I think you're supposed to be pretty smart if you go there. Uh, so they're telling you that you uh, shouldn't clap because it might trigger anxiety. How long have they been clapping? I, I, you know, I, have, I always have trouble with this kind of stuff because... How do you find out the? I, I guess I could have. I didn't think of it. Could you? Could you Google the origin of clapping? I don't know. There must be somewhere. There's an explanation of where that started. But jazz hands, according to this, are the British sign language movement for applause. The use of silent applause will be encouraged at events held by Oxford's student union, and the group is now lobbying the school to replace applause with jazz hands at all university events. Couple of things here. If they gathered, let's say you had a thousand people at the at the Oxford in the Oxford Student Union for some concert or some something they had going on there. I don't know how many people they can fit in there. And you said, "Excuse me, before we begin here, I want to make sure: is there anybody here who will be triggered with anxiety if we clap for our guests that I'm about to introduce?" There wouldn't be two people. Couldn't be. How many people would stand up and say, "Yes, please, don't clap." I'll be triggered with anxiety. And here's the other thing: like if you, I think if you if if you bring in a a, a musician, you know, what if Ray Charles were playing there or Stevie Wonder? I guess Ray's dead, but Stevie Wonder's still around. He's blind, okay? So he plays he play, does a great job of playing his greatest hits, and instead of hearing applause, he hears nothing. Uh, how how insensitive is that to blind performers? There've been a lot of good blind performers, jazz musicians and other people. Uh, and what about the blind people in the audience? They don't know whether the audience is enjoying the concert because no, they can't see anybody's hands in the air. So that's where we are. Anyway, coming up, we're going to talk about lynching and the history of lynching. And we're also going to talk about millennials and how if you are a baby boomer, you should deal with them if you have them working for you. That's coming up. Uh, right after we take the break, and thank you very much. Seriously, thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Oh, no, you're too kind. Thank you. Thank you. Please, please. Oh, no. Aaron's been triggered. We're 
We're living in a very successful, affluent society for many people. Yet, it's also true that there are people that are being left out of that. And how do we reach those people? Joel Gilliam, Executive Director at Light of Life Rescue Mission on Pittsburgh's North Side. So part of what Light of Life does is that we help them in our education and employment program to connect with workforce development, to look at the skill gap that exists. And so we're partnering with places like the community college. We're taking our clients, once they are clean and they are ready to move on, now they can actually get credentialed in an area where they can be hired to work with uh, UPMC or Google or, or Amazon or these other places. And so it provides an on-ramp for those who are left out to get back involved in society. Help someone else find their comeback story. To become a monthly partner or make a one-time gift, visit lightoflife.org slash give today. lightoflife.org slash give. They blow into town with the wind, rain, and hail. And out-of-town storm chasers going door-to-door, often posing as a local company, offering a quick fix to desperate homeowners. If you've had damage to your roof, windows, siding, or gutters and downspouts, you may be eligible to get them replaced or repaired free of charge. Just be careful who you call. Visit Windows pittsburgh.com for a free inspection from one of their highly trained appraisers with over 50 years in home remodeling windows r us is the area's premier exterior replacement company for roofs siding gutters and downspouts doors and of course windows if damage isn't your issue and you just want something new you'll love their no pressure approach no hidden fees and one of the fastest turnaround times in the industry a company who will never skip town when it comes to honoring their warranty visit windows r us pittsburgh.com mention stag for an additional 10% off, Windows R Us, proud sponsor of the Jerk of the Week, heard every Friday on the John Steigerwald Show. WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. This is Chris Abernethy of Abernethy and Hagerman. You don't want the government deciding what happens to your estate or how much they will take. At Abernethy and Hagerman, estate administration is the heart and soul of our practice. We have the experience to help not only plan, but administer your estate properly. To protect your assets, minimize taxes, and ensure that your inheritance gets to the ones you love. Decide for yourself. Abernethy and Hagerman. Legal help that lasts a lifetime. Visit a-h.law. G'day. I'm Scott from Plug-In Pest-Free. If you have a rodent or pest problem at your home or business, don't spray harmful toxic chemicals. Use Plug-In Pest-Free, the electromagnetic pest control device that uses your wiring to get rid of pests fast. Just plug it in. One customer had a warehouse with a rat problem. He was catching over 20 rats a day. He called pest controllers, but nothing solved the problem. Then I came along. My plug-in pest-free commercial system got rid of the rats, and since then he's seen maybe three in the last 12 months. Plug-in pest-free is not a sonic device. It's chemical-free and gets rid of pests safely and effectively for years. It comes with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a two-year warranty. Now that's fair income. Order today and get 20% off at gopestfree.com, promo code RADIO20. That's gopestfree.com, promo code RADIO20. Don't spray and regret. Plug in and forget with Plug In Pest Free. We're surrounded by noise. Order today. Bombarded by information. Messages struggling to get attention. So many ways to reach customers. Your message needs to cut through and stand out. For the resources and know-how to make it all work, there's Salem Surround. Get started with a free evaluation of your digital presence and some great ideas to increase your online visibility and revenue. Learn more at surroundpittsburgh.com. Surroundpittsburgh.com. Connecting you with new customers. The John Steigerwall Show. AM 1250, The Answer. Well, the word lynching was in the news a lot on Tuesday and then yesterday because President Trump used it to describe what the Democrats are trying to do to him. Trump was ripped, of course, for using the word. And yesterday we played you sound bites from Democrats, black and white, who had no problem using the word to describe what they thought the Republicans were doing to Bill Clinton back in 1998. And that included uh, Joe Biden, by the way. David Horowitz is an author of many books. His latest is Dark Agenda, The War to Destroy Christian America. He's a former liberal, and he writes for FrontPageMag.com. And David joins us now. David, thanks for being here again. I actually was never, I mean, I'm a liberal now. Oh, okay. in the sense that I, I believe in two sides to a conversation. Okay. So, um, but I was, I was a radical. I was, you know, what the Democratic Party has become, which is a communist party, wants to shut down everybody who disagrees with it, call them racists, drive them 
destroy them, their careers, shut them up, and it has abandoned the idea of due process, which is the core liberal values, um, which is what lynching is about. Lynching is named after Judge Lynch. It was originally devised, um, you know, just to circumvent the court system. It's what the Red Queen and Alice in Wonderland said. First, first we have the verdict, then the punishment, then the trial. And that, that's the way the Democrats are proceeding. Um, and it is a lynching. And the whole Democratic Party is a lynch mob. A third of all lynch victims were white. Uh, and and the charges against them, these were all people who were, well, not all, but it, lynching wasn't really about snatching a black person off the streets and stringing them up. It was about people, for example, the article I wrote in Front Page Magazine, which is up there on the web, uh, frontpagemagazine.com, called Anatomy of a Lynching, is about the most famous lynching. It's the lynching, and it's two black men, you can, they're strung up. It's a horrifying picture, but when you know the story, it's a lot more complex. Um, they were, three blacks were broken out of jail. They, they were on, you know, arrested and charged with murdering a 22-year-old factory worker and raping his girlfriend. Um, and they were broken out of jail by a lynch mob to string them up um, as a form of frontier justice. That is, they didn't trust the courts um, to do right by the victims. Uh, and you can see that is what the, the left is today. I mean, they, they try to lynch Kavanaugh, and they're still trying to lynch him. They have no evidence, nothing corroborated. They have a, 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 an accuser who's a proven liar, um, but that doesn't stop them. It's a terrible thing, lynching, but it's not racial in this way. And the, the idea that we have words that blacks get to have a monopoly of and leftists, uh, you know, only you can only use the word lynching if some black person is, um, you know, being strung up or murdered. Uh, you know, how about the white cop in Ferguson uh, who was cleared by grand jury by the testimony of black eyewitnesses uh, whose life they ruined because, uh, you know, and the, and the riots that they created uh, that burned the city of Ferguson. Uh, to get this guy hung, there was no trial, and there was no evidence presented. Um, the, the the claim that he, you know, with Michael Brown, that he put his hands up and hands up, don't shoot. That was supplied by his criminal accomplice. They they were strong arm robbers for crying out to you. Yeah, I mean, the, the left has so destroyed the language. Uh, you, you can't talk sensibly about anything. Well, the Democrats, um, uh, some Democrats running for president, are still saying that Michael Brown was murdered, which means that they are—they've convicted just, the cop of murder. Well, the Democrats who are running for president are compulsive, pathological liars and haters. Anybody watching them, you know, can see that. Particularly that Kamala Harris, that Beto O'Rourke. I mean, these are disgusting people. And they're dangerous. And for some reason, the Democratic Party has lost its mind and supports them. I mean, they should be embarrassed to have candidates like Kamala Harris, Beto O'Rourke, Cory Booker. Bernie um, Sanders. He's pretty embarrassing. Pete, Pete Buttigieg. Bernie Sanders, a lifelong communist, angry, stupid man. I mean, come on. Uh, you know, we live in terrible times. No, no question about it. The language has been destroyed. Um, but, it, you know, we know who's responsible. Look yeah. at what they're doing now. They're trying to impeach Trump for the 400th time over nothing uh, with a star chamber proceeding. This is what they do in, uh, you know, communist and fascist countries. They, they they bring you in, you, you can't cross-examine, can't face your accusers, faceless accusers, no cross-examination, no rights to the defendant. That's the Democrats. Yep. I, it, it's mind-boggling to me that, that people, you know, they, they don't have more defectors. 
What, where are the independent voices? There's one, you know, um, uh, a writer named Matt Taibbi, T-A-I-B-B-I. Yeah. He wrote an article called Permanent Coup. He's written two anti-Trump books, which were bestsellers. But he can see that there's a coup d'etat in process organized by the intelligence, by traitors like John Brennan, the former head of the CIA, and, and, and Clapper. Um, it's a really it's a frightening article if you read it, precisely because this guy is not a Trump supporter. But he's he's and, saying and, that he's he thinks it's a a coup. He's declared it a coup. Well, it is a coup. Mm-hmm. It is definitely a coup. They went after Trump, you know, when he was nominated. Yeah. And they use the intelligence agencies. You know, it's the closest thing America has to a secret police. It should frighten everybody uh, when you have this this out of control. You know, the due process here is you don't like Trump, vote against him and get somebody else in. That that's where a democracy is supposed to work, not this way. We got some idiot out there. One of the Democrats, I forget who it was, he said we have to impeach this guy because if we don't, he's going to get reelected. <laughs> Al Green. Yeah. Al Green has, there, has anybody ever said anything more stupid than that? Five impeachment resolutions. Yeah. Well, I'm sure that's the way they all think. <laughs> yeah. Well, they they know it. They or they wouldn't be yeah. doing it. Um, so you, in your piece, uh, you wrote about the, the lynching. I think this is from that piece. You talked about, this was back when President uh, Obama was still in office. You said that, you know, you were talking about him saying that racism is part of the DNA of America. Yeah. Beto Obama, O'Rourke said Obama, that. Yeah, but Beto O'Rourke said almost exactly the same thing. I think it was yesterday. Well, it's worse, of course. The New York Times has a project called yep. the 1619 Project, yep. which is... I, I mean, this is what Nazis do. They say America was founded in 1619. No, it wasn't. It actually wasn't. <laughs> America was found, created in 1776 and 1787, but they wanted to go back to 1619 so slavery can be our essence, whereas it was freedom. That, it's obvious freedom is our essence. This country is being taken down by an internal enemy. And it's located in the Democratic Party and the deep state. Yeah, and uh, what's interesting to me is I was thinking, I was thinking about that 1619 date, which is, uh, for people who don't know, it's uh, when the first slaves uh, reportedly... Went to Virginia. Yeah, but that's, uh, you go 1619 to 1787, you have about 170 years. We are as far from, we are as far, as far from... Uh, the Civil War, as the uh, as the founding of the country was from 1619. Yeah, those slaves, like all the slaves that were brought to this country, were enslaved by black Africans and sold at auctions in Ghana and Benin in the first place. The people who imported them in 1619 were English. England, we had a revolution. Right. That, that's and we a- overthrew the British Empire's control, and we established for the first time in human history, here we were a country established on the proposition that all men are created equal and then endowed by their creator with an inalienable right to liberty. That included black Americans and 350,000 mainly white Union soldiers gave their lives to fulfill that promise of the Declaration of Independence. These are people who hate America. Democrats. Mm-hmm. It's, Whatever they say, they hate this country. They, you know, they, they have a fantasy of the, you know, the socialist country they want to create. I actually just read an article that the Green New Deal was lifted from Venezuela's constitution. I mean, this is so sick. We've had a <laughs> communist left in this country. They're eating rats down there now. Yeah. Well, that's what socialism does. Because yeah. it's theft. Right, right. That's all it is. Has no socialists have no idea how to create wealth. That's why Elizabeth Warren can't come up with a way to finance her stupid schemes. Just take money. <laughs> just take money from people. That'll pay for it. Well, that's what socialists do. Right. Hey, uh, we're talking to David Horowitz, uh, and uh, you also have your latest book, 
um, is uh, called the dark agenda, the war to destroy Christian America. What you know, if there's an agenda, that means that there's a plan and a uh, and a you know yeah. a planned plan. So what what is the well, agenda? Because America, I wrote it as an agnostic Jew. Mm-hmm. Um, I've always appreciated that religion, and particularly that. Old and New Testament has a lot of wisdom in it. Um, I don't know if there's a God or not. But what I do know is this country was founded. 98% of the people who created America were believing Christians, and they were Protestant Christians, and they could only be Protestant Christians. Before the Reformation, you, you could only get to heaven as a Christian by going through the Catholic Church and its priesthood. But as we know, I mean, if you haven't seen the borders, you know, on Netflix, you should see it. The church was a human institution, and over the centuries, it became incredibly corrupt. Uh, And they were revolting against that. So instead of going through the Catholic priesthood, they came up with this idea that Protestants, uh, it was called the priesthood of all believers that every believer has a one-on-one relationship with their maker and does not need a church or a priest uh, as an intermediary. But when you say the priesthood of all believers, you're including black slaves, which is why America led the world in abolishing slavery uh, at such a cost. It's, It's actually white Christians to whom blacks owe their freedom in this country. Not that you would know that from the way anybody on the left talks. Um, and my book describes how the political left went after religion and still is systematically driving prayer out of the schools where it had been constitutional for 170 years. All of a sudden, they just declared it unconstitutional. Uh, and that is where the division in our country really began began with Roe v. Wade, a completely concocted, uh, you know, fake uh, constitutional right to abortion. There, there is no constitutional but David, right to uh, let abortion. Me, I, I'm, I'm running out of time here. I want to ask you because, yeah. uh, about your book and about the, the premise of your book. Um, why is it, why does the left and why do Democrats think it's a good idea to wage a war on Christianity? Because, because they're communists. They hate. That's why they hate America. America is built on Christian values, the rights of the individual, not as the member of a race, not as the member of an ethnicity or any group, but as an individual judged by his or or her merits. They don't like uh, America. They don't like Christianity because it holds individuals accountable for what they do. It doesn't blame the patriarchy. It doesn't blame, uh, you know, white people for every problem, uh, you know, in in the world. Uh, it judges individuals, and it's about individual freedom uh, and the sanctity of human life. <laughs> well, you might have, you know, why do Democrats want to kill newborn babies? I mean, it's unbelievable that they've actually passed that law in New York. And that gives a, a license to uh, kill a, a newborn if the mother doesn't want it. It's terrible. The sanctity of human life. The, the, you know, if you, go, but if you go back to the, the books of Genesis, the Garden of Eden, it tells you everything that you need to know about this world. The problem... We had it. It was better than the Green New Deal, right? Yeah. No pain in childbirth, live forever, fruit falls from the trees. But the price of staying in in this Garden of Eden was that you couldn't want to know evil by doing it. And Adam and Eve, uh, the serpent was the devil, said to them, if you eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you shall be as God, which is what every leftist thinks they are. Look at them. I mean, they're Elizabeth Warren. They're remaking the world. David, I'm I'm up against a hard break, and i got about 20 seconds left, just enough time to thank you for being on. I appreciate it. 
Okay, well, thanks for having me. And the book is... go up to my website, yeah. Dark Agenda, The War to Destroy Christian America. We'll be right back. With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters in Washington. Firefighters in Northern California continue to battle a blaze north of San Francisco in Sonoma County. Cal Fire Incident Commander Mike Park says approximately 500 firefighters and multiple aircraft are battling a blaze that has led to evacuations in Geyserville, California. When we say 0% containment, that means there is no containment and very little actually direct line on the fire. So while the conditions are better, because of the terrain and the fuel conditions we're still experiencing and the heat and the lower humidities, as we, which, which we normally would have for this time of year, uh, the the uh, containment is still very challenging. The blaze started around 9.30 p.m. Wednesday. The cause not yet known, but strong dry winds with gusts up to 70 miles an hour have affected much of the state, including that area. There were no immediate reports of any injuries. Mixed day on Wall Street as the Dow was down by 28 points, but the Nasdaq rose 66. This is SRN News. Sebastian Gorka here. Maybe you've been hearing about Relief Factor, the 100% drug-free supplement that helps a person's body deal with inflammation and pain. You've heard all the wonderful testimonials. Well, I have my own testimonial. For many years, my lower back pain was becoming a serious problem. The short story is... I finally gave it a try, and now I'm out of pain too. So if you're in pain, you can order the three-week quick start for just $19.95. Go to relieffactor.com. This is Stacy on her motorcycle. What an incredible view! And this is Stacy off her motorcycle. Does this have sucralose in it? On her motorcycle. Oh, the wind in my hair! Off her motorcycle. Uh, it's pronounced etc., not etc. On. Woohoo! Yes! Off. No. You're better on your bike. And with basic policies starting at $75 a year, quote today at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates annual premium for basic liability policy not available in all states. Dr. Sebastian Gorka isn't sold on the polls. I think polling is dead. You know when I realized that Donald Trump has a shot? It's when I got out of the coastal areas and I saw yard signs. Yard signs for Donald Trump and none for Hillary. That is more effective than any poll I have ever seen. America First with Dr. Sebastian Gorka. Afternoons at 3, right before John Steigerwald at 5 on AM 1250. The Answer. Hi, this is John Jilkin for my good friends at Calusi Chevrolet, and it is officially Chevy Truck Month. Calusi has a huge selection of Silverados in stock, and right now you can qualify for over $9,500 off the MSRP on select models of the new 2019 Silverado All-Star. Plus, only during Truck Month, there's no monthly payments for 90 days for well-qualified buyers and when you finance with GM Financial. Check them out at Calusi.com. Find new roads at Calusi Chevrolet. Community Bank. City Mission. Number One Cochrane. Highmark Stadium. Peters Township Community Center. Angelo's Restaurant. What do all these businesses have in common? Nello Construction. Design and build with one company. Nello Construction. Full service construction from the ground up. Renovation. Expansion. Nello Construction. The choice for business. See the projects. Begin the journey at NelloConstruction.com. If you're worried about market volatility or the possibility of losing money in the next market crash, the time to act is now. Effective financial management involves identifying opportunities. And with a 10-year bull market run, markets around all-time highs, and a highly contested election cycle right around the corner, we have an opportunity now to protect what's important. Don't risk losing a significant portion of your life savings in the next market downturn. Call Hunt & Associates today. 844-366-HUNT. That's 844-366-4868. Are you willing to go through another season with cold and drafty windows or doors? Well, you don't have to. Pella has a great sale going on right now. Get $150 off windows and $500 off doors or 48 months no interest. Energy efficiency, noise control. Plus, we are certified best for kids. Our warranties are the best in the business and expert installation too. It's Pella on sale right now. Call 888-78-PELLA, PellaPittsburgh.com. Stuck in traffic? We've got the answer. Heavy delays on the outbound Parkway East Forbes Avenue to approaching Forest Hills. That all because of an accident off to the shoulder. Inbound seems pretty typical volume. Parkway West, also a big jam up on the inbound side. 
Roslyn Farms Road down to the Fort Pitt Tunnel. On 28 outbounds, heavy volume Chestnut Street to the Highland Park Bridge. Also delays on outbound 65 up to the McKees Rocks Bridge. That's a look at traffic. I'm Jenny Robinson. AM 1250, the answer. Weather. Partly to mostly cloudy tonight with a low of 42. Tomorrow, mostly cloudy, high 61. Clouds will be breaking tomorrow night, low 43, but then clouding right back up for Saturday with periods of rain, especially in the afternoon. Saturday's high 58 degrees and rain will likely continue right on into Saturday night, low Saturday night 54. With Iraqi weather forecast, I'm meteorologist Danielle Niddle. This is the John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250, The Answer. Well, we spent a lot of time here wondering about uh, millennials, maybe even making fun of them once in a while. But there's a pretty good chance that you work with one or maybe many. Or maybe you're a, a boss and you have lots of them working for you. Well, Bob Fish is the guy for you. He's the founder and former CEO of Rue 21 and the author of Fish Tales, The Making of a Millennial Baby Boomer. And he joins us now. Bob, thanks for being here. It's great to be there with you, John, on the show. Okay, so what is a millennial baby boomer? Your book is The Making of a Millennial Baby Boomer, so what is one of those? Well, a millennial baby boomer is, you know, we all have traits, whether we're baby boomers, generation uh, X, uh, or, or millennials of different, of different sectors and generations. And I'm like the first millennial baby boomer because, you know, I talk about it in my book and it's on the cover of it. I teach them business. They teach me life. And it really is uh, embracing the different traits that we can have. And uh, I think that uh, what I want to get into with you today is really why, you know, how millennials can really be a real force in business and how baby boomers and millennials should embrace it, which I call mutual mentoring, which we'll get into. Well, that, that's what yeah, I was going to get to that. But um, just so for, for people who are not in the, uh, in the business of running a business or not a manager, are, are millennials and baby boomers, is that kind of a thing out there where they're bumping heads a lot? Well, I don't know if they're always bumping heads. I think that they don't always understand each other, John. Mm -hmm. And I think that what happens is, is that the baby boomers expect a lot from millennials to produce in business or in life, and, and they should. But at the same time, they have to really work with them and mentor them. And so, and that really gets the baby, the, the millennial going. So I think that's important also. So, but are millennials that much different uh, from previous generations? Or is this always something that's been, a, you know, a dynamic in the workplace where the older generation has to adapt to and mentor the, the younger generation? I think that, you know, there is some differences, but I think the key is, and what I always mention, whether I'm uh, live on TV or on radio, is that we were all once 25, John, right. and we we appreciated and wanted the respect and and uh, an acknowledgement and 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 uh, 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 that for the generations that were older, and and I think that what millennials do is that you know they're very creative and have a lot of vision, and they really make things fun. Uh, I even enjoy their FOMO attitude, the fear of missing out. So I, I get like that too. When I worked at Rue, I had over I had almost 400 people in the home office and almost 300 of them were 20 to 30 years old. And that's oh. why they taught me life. So I think that, are they different than other generations? I, I think that they're a little different because we're also in a social media world that's so different. And I think they have a lot of creativity and get us out of comfort zones that we should really be working on uh, as the older group being the the baby boomer. Do you think, in general, uh, millennials are getting a bad rap? Well, I think that, yes, in some cases, yes. So, I, you know, look, I look at it like... Um, I'm tired of the cliche and probably you and other people work life balance. Everybody always talks about work life life balance yeah. now as millennials and I don't like that cliche. I call it work life integration. Mm -hmm. And that's where you're integrated where millennials work with millennials, millennials work with baby boomers and 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 and, and, and so forth. And that I think that, you know, to me it's like it is they're all into community. I think that's a little different than when the Generation X or the uh, 
baby boomer was 25 because we all were that age. And I think they're more into community. They, they like to work together as a team even more, where I think we were more individualistic on that. Um, I think they also um, need to learn more to stand up for what they believe in and, and accept confrontation. When I was younger and I worked for some of the, one of the finest retail stores in America, Abraham and Strauss at that time, um, that when somebody got mad at me or yelled at me and, and, and really pushed me to do better, I didn't get upset with them. I thought they liked me. And I, so now people get upset and I think they're more sensitive because of their, of the age group and because of their parents and how parents led them to be, you know, if, if, a, if a, a millennial sometimes uh, comes in 10th place when they were a kid for something, they got a trophy. Oh, yeah. When we came in 10th place, we lost. So, <laughs> right. so, so to me, it, it's really more, you know, that I think they're sensitive. But I think as a baby boomer, we need to go out of our way a little more to make them successful. Well, I've always thought that, uh, and I'm a baby boomer, so I always thought that com- competition was a good thing. That it brought out the best in people. Um, do you find that millennials are not as um, interested in or fond of uh, competition as you might have been or we might have been as a generation? I think some of them aren't. And I think that if you work with some, they are. I Look, what made and helped Route 21 be successful in building the business to what we built it to has a lot to do with the young people because they came up with great new ideas. It was, they, they have great thoughts on business and vision, but they don't always know how to take vision to fruition. And that's where the older person, whether it's an ex or a, a baby boomer, really can help out a lot in that. And they're like tough time counselors. They have a very hard time. They got great vision, but in people I've counseled and worked with, Sometimes they can't handle board of directors or private equity leaders because they're much older than them. So, so to me, it's how we help them through the tough times. So, so, but I, I think that they offer a lot, and, and I think it's just we have to make sure that we work with them a certain way to build them. We're talking to Bob Fish. Uh, he's the author of Fish Tales, The Making of a Millennial Baby Boomer, and the founder and former CEO of Rue 21, which is located right up here in uh, Warrendale. Um, Bob, i got to ask you, because this is something that, that I noticed just kind of on my own. I haven't studied it, but I just get the feeling that uh, young people are not getting married until they hit their early to mid-30s. And I don't know how old you are, but when I, all of my friends and I uh, were married by our mid-20s. Uh, that has to make a big difference because your life is a lot different when you're wild and single compared to when you might have a couple of kids. Yes, that's very true, John. I think that there is a couple of reasons. One, they have a lot more debt in, in student loans than maybe we had when we were growing up. School was a lot cheaper then than it's so dramatically higher now. So I think there's issues with that. And there's a couple of other issues that I see. And one of the things that I, that I realized is, you know, we, I call it the best is yet to come. And a lot of millennials, when they're 25 or 30, if they're not multimillionaires or trying to be Mark Zuckerberg, they don't feel they're successful. And that's a pressure that was from in their generation of growing up a lot has to do with their parents and the environment, and, and we didn't have that pressure to that degree. So what's happening is, is that they don't realize the best is yet to come. For us, the best is yet to come is in your 50s and 60s, and it's not just business, but it's life. These kids, because you're 25 or 30, will probably live to 100, John, and so they're going to be working until their 70s or spry 80s. So they have to cool it now and be careful not to really uh, – you know, get crazy when they're younger and just enjoy it and put the pieces of the puzzle together. You understand what I'm saying? Absolutely. And it's interesting that I just came across a a piece that was written. uh, I don't know if you saw this. It was written in the New York Post yesterday. Um, I don't have the by uh, Melcorca Lucia. I I don't know. I hope I pronounced that name right. But um, the headline of it is millennials, quote unquote, only making 100K a year feel strapped. And there's stories in here about uh, people who are making six figures and feel like they're, they're, um, 
their lifestyle is just really cramped, and uh, they they just they're not they're not having a lot of fun. And there's a word for it called a Henry. Have you ever heard of a Henry? A Henry, I haven't heard of that. I saw the article, but I haven't heard of a Henry. But hey, look, I started out my first job. I made eighty seven hundred dollars a year, and I thought I was rich. Yeah. So, <laughs> But my, the point is, is that, yes, I think what you're saying is they, they have the pressure. They feel the pressure of getting ahead, and six figures is great. They just don't realize. They think the best is yet to come should be now, mm-hmm. and it's not. Yeah, well, and just— need, and that, Go yeah, ahead. No, I was just going to say, just so you know, uh, HENRY stands for the—it's an acronym. H-E-N-R-Y stands for High Earners Not Rich Yet. <laughs> so uh, I don't know what that means because when I was a, I'm like you when I was a high earner I felt kind of rich. I think it's a different environment and like I like I was saying to you they expect too much sometimes of themselves and that's where the older generation needs to help them get through it. Hey, look, a lot of these millennials also it's different than us. They go from job to job a lot. Might be in the job a year or two. They don't know what an epiphany is. Uh, or something where something happened that you think about that can affect the rest of your life. They're right. searching for it a lot. And I think that's what our job is to help them. And that's what I call, you know, about talk about mutual mentoring, which I call generation splicing. Mm-hmm. And it's how working together instead of being adversarials, you know, because I was on Fox Business last week and we were discussing how baby boomers, you know, millennials can affect baby boomers and the profitability. I think it's our jobs also to work with them to make them successful. One of the reasons that Route 21 was doing so great and they've done a good job, and, and, and whether with me and now continuing in the next, the next uh, people running it, is, is because of young people and because of new ideas coming up, and it's working together as a team. It's all about people. See, it's, I, look, I'm a big disruptor. I'm, I'm somebody who's not afraid of controversy, and I think data and data science is fine, but that's not what runs business in life. People and product and marketing run business in life. And I think that's something that the older generation helps the millennial in it. Yeah, and uh, you, there's, I, I think there's a term in, or, or a, a expression in your book, valuing tribal knowledge over pedigree. What does that mean? Yeah, yes. I'm all about tribal knowledge. I'm glad you brought that up because too many people think that pedigree, like when I, when I look to hire people... Part of the success was the people you hired and then you, you grew with them. Uh, you know, my head merchant and my director stores and I worked together for more than 20 years. We, 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 we believed also in loyalty and blind trust. Can you believe that? Well, yeah. <laughs> That's not what happened in today's world, you know. But with tribal knowledge is, is where people have the passion and substance to be the real deal, where they believe in what you're doing and help you build on it. Now, they could be millennials. You could, be, you could have tribal knowledge being six months in a job, or you could have tribal knowledge being 20 years. And you could be in a job 20 years, and you have no clue. You're only out for yourself. So I always like to surround myself with people not who had the name, brand, resumes of pedigree companies, but people who could really make a difference. And tribal knowledge is being hands-on and being the real deal. So, but how do you get tribal knowledge? I mean, how does a a sixty-two-year-old uh, vice president of a company gain t- a knowledge of the millennial tribe? I mean, you watch it on TV. Do you sit them down and talk to them? How do you get it? I think you have to realize what I said earlier that we were all once very young and wanted that that acknowledgement and and respect, and you have to give that to them. I think you have to work with them. Um, you cannot. I think what I see a lot in my business world is in my business is seeing people being threatened threatened by the millennials, and I think you got to stop worrying about that because you need to embrace them that they're going to help you be successful. And I found that you know obviously I didn't work with everybody out of three hundred four hundred people as all reporting directly to me, but I was always involved with everyone if they needed help. I'd be there for them. And to me, the most proudest thing is they need mentors. Mm-hmm. They need mentors, and they have to work on it. When you were growing up or something, you, and you can think of back now, you had people who were mentors that helped you be who you were in your business world and in life. Well, and I think that... Men- yeah, go ahead. No, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Mentors are not something that, you know, it just comes to you. You have to push to get the mentor. It's sometimes your boss, and sometimes it's not your boss. 
but you have to push for that. You know, when I started out in retailing, I had a guy named Mickey Drexler, and when I was at A&S, who built companies after that called The Gap and J. Crew, and Michael Jeffries, who built Abercrombie and Fitch, or I worked with Tommy Hilfiger before he became really Tommy Hilfiger, wow. and he had great thoughts that this really helped me, and and, you know, it's part of putting the pieces of the puzzle together, John. They all think, the millennials, that the puzzle should be put together by 30. I'm still putting my puzzle together. And, you know, I'm in my next next chapter, you know. Yeah. I might not be at root, but, but, I'm, but I'm very involved in writing books and being on TV and being a retail analyst and investing in companies and, and whatever. It, 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 pieces of the puzzle keeps going on. And I think we have to work with them. As you said earlier, I think the, the baby boomer needs to work with them a little more and, and to not be threatened and to say, I can really help you. And, and then maybe that, that, that millennial will do it. But you have to have people, as you mentioned something earlier, I didn't answer, the millennial has to be the person that wants to want it. Mm-hmm. And so not everybody does, and then you can't work with all of them. But there are some that really want it that can make you successful and have that tribal knowledge that can really help your business or your life. I'm just about out of time. I, I asked last question for you. I, I want you to address people because I, I think I don't have a. I don't think I have a lot of millennials listening to me, but I got a feeling I got a lot of a lot of baby boomers who are still out there working. Right. Just give me for, uh, to wrap this up. What what should the baby boomer who has a bunch of millennials working for him or her Monday morning if wants to change it? What what would they do? I think to embrace some of their young people's ideas and get out of your comfort zone, and that. Let them feel like some of my best friends are in their 20s and 30s, and they push me and teach me life. So to me, you teach them business, they teach me life, and to embrace them and build with the young people. That's what I would say. Bob Fish, uh, and the book is Fish Tales, The Making of a Millennial Baby Boomer. Thanks for being here, Bob. Really appreciate it. Hey, it was a pleasure, John, to be on your show. And everybody can look at my website, millennialbabyboomer.com, and you get my book on Amazon and other fine retailers. And it will absolutely help you be successful in, in business and life. Thanks, Bob. And we'll be right back. Obamacare, Trump Care, ACA, COBRA. There are so many choices, but all seem to bring one word to mind expensive. There are lots of changes happening in healthcare today. Fortunately, I know someone that has been on the forefront of health insurance for years, Todd Marley at Marley Financial. Todd and his team of professionals are licensed with virtually every healthcare provider in the country. They help determine which plan is right for you and then expertly help you choose the best plan for your needs and then do so prudently. Don't need maternity coverage? Call Marley Financial. Have pre-existing conditions? Call Marley Financial. Want just catastrophic or just accident? You know the answer. Worried about the penalty? All of Marley Financial plans are penalty exempt because they know how to design the plans. Most of their clients save 30 to 60%, which can add up to several thousand dollars a year. Call Todd at Marley Financial, 724-884-1496. That's 724-884-1496 on the web at MarleyFG.com. This is Jay Hagerman of Abernathy and Hagerman. Upon your passing, you wouldn't want a judge to decide who raises your children or how your estate gets divided. It is important to review your estate planning documents to ensure they protect what matters most. At Abernathy and Hagerman, we will work with you to establish an estate plan that nominates a guardian for your minor children and that your assets are used for your family's benefit. Judge for yourself. For legal help that lasts a lifetime, visit a-h.law. This is the Entertainment Answer. What does Michelle Pfeiffer feel are the themes associated with the new Maleficent film? It sort of spans a big demographic of audience because it speaks to the the, the gray areas. It speaks to what is good, what is evil. Sometimes it's hard to tell the difference. Children aren't always sent that message. Rated PG now in theaters. For this Entertainment Answer, I'm Matt Mungle. I'm pretty handy around the house, but now that I have kids, I don't want to spend my Saturday installing a toilet or fixing an air conditioner. But thankfully, there's HomeAdvisor. HomeAdvisor helps me find the best home pros in my area to handle any kind of project. You can read reviews of the pros, check their availability, and even book appointments online. And what my wife loves most is that HomeAdvisor is completely free to use. Go to HomeAdvisor.com or download the free app to get started. HomeAdvisor. Hey. I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. 
but I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's, so thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover. All for just three bucks, plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter 3388 at checkout. That's harrys.com, code 3388. Enjoy. Do you or your business have financial problems? Are you overwhelmed with debt? Then call me, Attorney Dennis Spire at 412-471-7675. My legal practice concentrates on bankruptcy law, debtor rights, and tax matters. I have over 30 years experience as a former United States Department of Justice bankruptcy attorney and lawyer in private practice. I have represented thousands of cases faced with financial problems and lawsuits. Reorganize and get a fresh start. Call 412-471-7675 or visit my website at DennisSpira.com. You're listening to The John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250, The Answer. Well, it's pretty obvious to everybody that Bernie Sanders is completely insane. Uh, He's got a tweet up there. He says, it's unfortunate that Trump officials have to resign in order to shed light on the huge debt burden for students. We must cancel cancel student loan debt, but not just some of it. All one trillion six hundred and seventy five billion four hundred and sixty nine million one hundred and fifty eight thousand seven hundred and forty seven dollars. So this Trump official that resigned, he worked in the education department. His plan is to uh, pay back uh, everybody's loan. But uh, if you and if you've already paid back your loan, there's some kind of a fifty thousand dollar tax credit. So he, he thinks it's a good idea and he's resigned because he's going to run for the Senate and he wants to pay back everybody's debt. What I don't get is I paid back my debt. When do I get a fifty thousand dollar tax uh, credit? Does Bernie send me a check? I mean, how's this going to work? Because I and then I paid off my kids college loans too. a lot of those. So uh, what happens to me? Am I do I get a, a big piece of this anyway? Bernie Sanders is insane. You're going to be hearing more about this, but uh, we're about out of time right now. I just want to thank uh, thank you for listening, and um, hope that you'll be back uh, tomorrow. Oh, no, please, 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 no applause. You don't want to trigger anybody here. It's, applause is just bad for everybody. No, please, please, thank you very much, but please, no, you're too kind. I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> the John Steigerwall Show is a production of AM 1250, The Answer, and Salem Media Group.